Hello, welcome back to the Centennial 38 podcast. My name is Juan. And I'm Jared. And hello, Rapids fans. This is Matt Pollard, Red from Holding the High Line, and last word on soccer. And this is Rabbi, the other half of Holding the High Line with Rabbi and Red. I'm your friend, Mark. I live in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, doing some crossover episodes between the C38 podcast and HTHL, who, of course, HTHL have, uh, for the longest time, been doing it a lot more than than we have. Uh, we did have Voices C38 and HTHL for a long time, but as you may have realized, the voice is no longer around. And uh, yeah, it's good to have some of the uh, the podcasting kind of legends. I always tell Jared we kind of lucked into this season starting the podcast because it's never been like a dull moment to talk about the Rapids this season. Yeah, it's certainly, uh, as we'll get to in a bit, Juan, I would definitely take the 2021 Colorado Rapids season over 2018. <laughs> Absolutely. But, you know, we uh, here, myself and Juan, have been listening to you guys for years and kind of living these seasons along with the, the narratives that, that you guys kind of bring to us uh, every week. So it's really a pleasure to have you both. Yeah, no, awesome to finally do a crossover show and at the perfect time, given, you know, what the club certainly achieved this past Sunday and hopefully what's to come in the coming weeks. But Juan, on that note, we, we should get into it. Listeners, if you've been living under a rock, the Colorado Rapids won the freaking Western Conference regular season. Yeah, like I knew they would. Like everyone knew they would, right? Right, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Like they really, like everybody knew they would. No, this was like quite the shock to some degree. I mean, I think... Uh, even f- hardcore fans were a little bit taken aback by it at the very end because, um, you know, my sense was we were all really excited about, you know, having a, a home field match for the first round of the playoffs and finishing, you know, top three. And, you know, the way it was going to shake out was that, like, the second place team in the Western Conference was also going to be getting a, uh, a bid to the CONCACAF Champions League. So, like, just finishing top three or even top two would have been great. Top of the heap, hotter than brimstone? I mean, that is as good as it gets and totally unexpected because the Rapids needed a win and they also needed a uh they needed Seattle to fall flat on their face face and lo and behold they did yeah there's um plenty of betting scenarios that uh that me and Jared cooked up of course I uh went a little too long there I had Vancouver as part of some of my bets I I wanted them to win outright because I thought they would and lo and behold it was Salt Lake who got it done yeah, and I, I was right alongside uh, doing the Instagram. I posted that it was plus 633 uh, was the best case scenario for us going in. So a 6-1 to one odds even on the last day almost, of the season. Almost so, 7. Um, pretty wild that the results broke our way, and we will happily take first place in the West. I think it was extremely – Robin said this when we spoke to the media post game on Sunday where it where he said, you know, it was like a microcosm of their season. And I think it's it's almost like poetically fitting. Like clearly the MLS script writers had this in the plan the entire time of the most unlikely scenario for the most unlikely of clubs. But also if you look at each one of those results that we're talking about, those were emblematic of where those teams are right now. Seattle struggled in their last long stretch that they had. Sporting Kansas the city had a terrible what was it one I think it was three games in eight days you know because they lost to Minnesota then uh, they got destroyed by Austin Mm -hmm. midweek and then to lose the death albeit with some crazy VAR calls you know every single one of the teams finished 
in a more intense way of how they finish this season. And so Seattle was kind of mad in a cagey knife fight with another Cascadia team. Kansas City was underwhelming and vulnerable against another opponent. And the Colorado Rapids were consistent, unremarkable, and hardworking against a more talented team that they were able to neutralize. And in that, the three results broke their way and was romantically fitting for me. Well said. And I uh, I will say that going into the game, uh, I was already on a cloud nine. Because, for one, C-38 put on probably the greatest tailgate in the history of C-38. Uh, we had a live uh, like mariachi band. We had a supporters group match between uh, the District 9 Ultras and C-38. We had a sock and underwear drive. There was about as close to 2,000 people at that tailgate. And so, going into the game, I was... In most of the playoffs, I was kind of pleasantly awaiting. Kind of my mood was, let's see where they go. We've made it this far. I'm kind of open to being surprised. But to kind of have that beautiful day, beautiful weather, and then the Rapids go and win win first, that shot my mood up to the moon. I mean, I'm still buzzing. I don't think uh, I don't think anything can like stop the roll right now. That that this Juan, is have on. you slept since Sunday? Uh, no, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> What do you think, Jared? No, I absolutely believe that Juan hasn't slept since Sunday. It's It's been, yeah, uh, kind of euphoric, and, and we really had a great crowd at the park as well. Um, a, a much bigger turnout than we've seen for other games, kind of giving us a preview of the playoff atmosphere. We waited a long time for us to have a breakout game at home, and, and the Rapids certainly delivered that on Sunday, scoring in bunches. Uh, Mark, I guess question for you. So it's always decision day is always crazy when you have another out of town scoreboard that you're looking at. And I'm sure it's crazy in the stands in terms of people checking in their phone uh, for the little inside baseball part. It was basically like every single one of us, like as somebody's phone would trigger with either FOTMOB or MLS or a different notification consistently. And then they would just yell out what the most recent score that they got was and everything. And so, you know, I had the RSL goal that was first, somebody else had, but then like we were all just frantically hitting the refresh button on Vancouver, Seattle. And then I think it was Abby Mood who came out and said, oh, um, Radio Cascadia said it's full time. It's a 1-1 draw. Mark, as someone who was watching remotely who might have been, you might have had the best view of it in terms of being able to just quad box. Like, walk me through those final minutes and then you maybe being the first one in real time of this podcast to realize it because you were able to have four screens on simultaneously. Yeah, see, I'm not good at math, and I don't pay attention to multiple screens very well. So basically, like, the Rapids won, and I kind of was like, I saw that the other two games were still, they were uh, one was a loss and one was a draw, but I knew that the math of the draw was that the Rapids were, um, were going to take it no matter what. So mentally, Matt, the Rapids won, and I just kind of checked out. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I think we won the Western Conference, and like... About five minutes later, I was like thumbing through Twitter and I was like, oh, full time in Kansas City. They lost at the at the buzzer. And now I realize like, oh, it wasn't over. I should have been paying more attention. So I might have known before the rest of you, but I didn't really know because Hmm. I'm too stupid to understand these devices and these numbers that I'm looking at. I will say if you had money on this game, Mark, you'd be paying attention (laughs) like I sure was (laughs) the entire way through. I can tell you from 117, <laughs> there were certainly a number of cell phones out, and we were Mine I, I was out too. very aware. And it felt like, you know, the 0 0 and 1 1 score lines were, they, they were 
up forever. I, my phone probably, I scrolled 75 times in the second half seeing that 0-0 and 1-1 and just kind of getting a little bit more anticipation, a little bit more anticipation, but knowing full well when you have two draws on the other end, anything can happen at the death. Yeah, I am, remember I was doing capo duty and uh, I was in one hand had the megaphone and in one hand had my phone. I was just looking at the score back and forth and I said, all right, I'm going to put this down. Whatever happens, happens. And then sure enough, I mean greatness happened it was yeah ridiculous. so i remember so um so abby had the had a had vancouver um and seattle drawing so then i went to tweet it um you know not to brag or anything but i'd say our wi-fi connection up in the press box is probably the best one that you have in the entire stadium so i tweet that out i look down <laughs> on the crowd and everything i don't know if it was chris little it was one of the other staffers who was caucasian was looking on their phone and then you see tr- i see trusty turn away from him and then do like an uppercut fist bump and then uh Johnny had a water bottle in his hand. He like throws it, but like keeps the water bottle and like the water splashes. And then it was almost like, it was like instantaneously, like the crowd, I think just like emotionally, like there's a positive thing that just happened in the force. It must be that the Rapids won the Western conference. And then it just turned into, it just turned into a wild party. And I haven't, you know, another goal celebration. Yeah. I haven't, I'll be honest. I, I haven't heard in the regular season dicks as loud as I heard, I'd say the third goal, for the Rapids on Sunday, and then I'd say the after celebration, and the only other two times that I could think would be louder would be maybe a couple Fourth of July games when there was a big banger, um, and then the second goal in the home opener in 2018. Like those would be those are like that's easily it's number one top five regular season moment, um, and. Uh, Mark Johnson confirmed that with me yesterday at the Burgundy Affair. He was present for that on Sunday, folks. I I don't want to get into too much detail because he's put some stuff out on his private social media, but he's well. He's going to be at the next playoff game. I don't anticipate him missing another Rapids home match the rest of the way, but he was like, yeah, best moment, regular season moment in the history of Dicks, and I think the only time it was probably louder would have been against San Jose in 2010, and then probably I would assume one PK is Tim Howard against the Galaxy. Uh, Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, well, if regular season. Of, I, oh, I guess a playoff cause then. Yeah, because then that's a playoff game. Okay. But yeah. My apologies. We'll keep the shine on there because we're, we're <laughs> talking regular season. So you want to, anytime you talk about something, when you, when you rank it, you always want to rank it as high as possible. For me, in the last 10 years of Rapids matches, that's as good as it got in the regular season by far. And it was actually just after the regular season ended because it was about a minute and a half, two minutes after the final whistle when we all really, when, when, when the, we just won the West kicked in for me that when, when that kicked in was really when the noise was, was probably the greatest of the night. And I, I, uh, I was, uh, kind of un- not unfortunately cause it is still a nice gesture, but I, uh, I had to go accept a Jersey off our back. Uh, I got Brian Galvan's Jersey, which was awesome. Uh, which was just as cool, but I was also part of me thinking, man, I should be in one seventeen right now celebrating like the Western <laughs> conference win. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it was a good, it was a good day. I mean, it's about as good as a Rapids day as you could ever get. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not, I mean, aside from winning a championship, it doesn't get much better than that. 
Uh, so Juan, question as an outsider, is not an active member of C38. We obviously now know uh, Pidsgi- hashtag Pidsgiving. We're making that a thing yes, this, this evening with the dual podcast and everything. What C38 got cooking? What should we expect, uh, well, literally we, and metaphorically? What we got cooking is a, uh, a turkey at the tailgate. <laughs> that's, what, that's about as close as, as the setup as you can get. I mean, uh, I'm sure it's going to happen. Um, it's going to be exciting uh, to have kind of my uh, the second family as I call them c38 at the tailgate kind of enjoying kind of uh a thanksgiving dinner before uh, the rapids play either minnesota or portland but i do have seen a lot of members i feel like this is a very polarizing thing because there's a lot of people that have made plans in thanksgiving and can't make it so uh, i just want to get your guys's take on what because i i'm excited for the i'm gonna be there is the thing but i do know there's a lot of people that aren't going to be there um what would what is your guys's takes on that let's i want to start with mark um well i get it in the sense that like it's the same reason that the so it's an opportunity for the league to try and do something and experimenting with the colorado rapids who have the smallest home attendance of almost any team in the league except for maybe Dallas and Houston makes logical sense because if the gate isn't very good for a Thanksgiving Day playoff game, it's like it's not a huge loss. Whereas if you did this with Atlanta and you were hoping to, you know, fill their stadium with 70,000 people and because of Thanksgiving you only get 25,000, then it's a catastrophe, right? That's that's uh, what, like four Dick Sporting Goods Parks, uh, you know, missing. So if the league wants to experiment with, um, like, a television-ready Thanksgiving Day game, kind of like the NFL has, you know, the Lions and I think the Cowboys play every year, then this is a good experiment. But I, you know, I sympathize with fans in the area. I don't know if you guys saw this, but the the Nutmeg Times, which is like a, huh, yep. a parody uh, account on Twitter, said something like, divorced Littleton dad upset about having to Zoom call with his family for Thanksgiving from the Pids game. And it's like, that hit, for me, that hit a little bit too close to home. Like, I literally know two divorced dads who are Rapids fans who very well may be at the stadium and will have to like swing by half drunk after the game to, to eat cranberry sauce and, uh, and, and leftover pumpkin pie after their ex-wives, you know, allow them in <laughs> through the back door. Like that's kind of the situation with, with, with this, which is like, I think the reality guys, and I think you, you probably, we all lament it, but I don't know that there's any way around it is like, a sellout would be kind of impossible now. Like you know, if you, if they got if they got ten thousand or eleven thousand, that'd be pretty good. But I don't know how you get like even our hardest core fans who have families. I mean, the reality is the timing for you guys could not be worse. Here on the East Coast, it's not so bad. Like four thirty. Like I can imagine having and our family will probably have Thanksgiving at one thirty in the afternoon finish eating at 3.30, and I'll sit around for an hour waiting for the Rapids so game beautiful. to start. You so guys, beautiful. like, the game is at 2... The game is at 2.30, right? Like, what are you going to do? Eat turkey at 10.30 in the morning? Like, what are your options? Right. Well, my, my Thanksgiving dinner is a proper dinner. We have it at 7 to almost at 8 p.m. Uh, and so I'm finding out a lot about people that they have their Thanksgiving dinners, like, 
during lunch. So uh, well, you have it. You have it at lunch one. Yeah. So then you can watch some football, and then you go back for the leftovers. I and guess then it's so. the full like it's the like it's a technical knockout, and then it's a full blown like you are out and asleep <laughs> by nine thirty. Finish yeah. him. So, yes, it's uh, that's what it is. See, it's, so I mean. <clears throat> I, my visceral reaction was, oh, God, this is terrible. I would say um, I've walked that back a little bit. And while, you know, for me personally, it's inconvenient and I had to move some stuff around, says the transplant on a podcast with another transplant who's now <laughs> left Colorado for a lamer state, I should point out, um, you know, is that, you know, yes, are there some some inconveniences to that? But I mean, there's a lot of people who are happy about it. But I was at a Burgundy affair, you know, 24 hours ago and. I was talking to a season ticket holder who took Humble his brag. neighbor and then um, his daughter to the game as well. And they were like, oh, my God, like we go to like one or two Rapids games a year. This is awesome. The team's so good. It's like, can you get playoff tickets? How are we going to do that? And he had like three or four other people who were like his usual group. I think he maybe one other person. It might be his family of like three or four that are season ticket holders with that with his account. And then like other people who wanted it. And then as soon as it came out, like two of the other people in his party dropped out and then the four or five people who are potentially hitting him up for tickets also didn't want it. I'm going to withhold judgment. They've got plenty of time to work on this. I know C38 is going to make it basically a collective family gathering that will hopefully, you know, be something to where people can like have that alternative or have the the Thanksgiving experience given yes. the, the the timing and convenience of it. But I, I think there's some very real concerns about what's going on in the stands that we can talk about this if you want one or we can save it for HTHL. I think there's some very, very real and obvious, understandable advantages between the white lines. What do you think, Jared? Yeah, I, you know, I. I have two reactions, and the first is if you can't make it, you're missing a Rapids playoff game when you support any team all season long and you're at most of the matches. It sucks if you can't make it to a game, especially a playoff match. Um, and so I definitely feel for for those folks. Now, I personally am a transplant as well, and I've told my, my family since the Thanksgiving game was announced that my travel plans will be contingent upon a possible Thanksgiving Day game. They were not very impressed, <laughs> Mine's uh, to be either. honest with you. Uh, but there's always Christmas, and you know, by Christmas, the, the playoffs will be wrapped up. Um, but from the perspective of somebody who is a huge Rapids fan, who considers a number of, you know, the, the C38 group is really like a second family we'll, where we'll have lots of divorced dads and, um, you know, other folks who need a spot to be for the holidays. Guys who've recently broken up with their girlfriends whose parents they were going to meet. <laughs> there you go. I mean, it, it's an upside for them um, and a second idea is if you have a family and you don't want to spend on a, a lavish Thanksgiving Day dinner come to the tailgate it's $10 a head you have all the beer you can drink we're going to figure out a way to make turkey either in deep fryers or on a grill and it's going to be a great party and it's going to go down in Rapids lore as the first and maybe possibly the only Thanksgiving Day game of Rapids history. I can't see. That's why I'm excited for That's why I'm selfishly excited for it. But I, I, I do see the other side of the, I mean, I, I've uh, had some debates with people on Twitter. I won't name them, but you can see them. I, I, I just want to say I see both sides of like one. It's exciting for me, but also, yes, I get why it's a hindrance to I, some. I see both sides as well, Juan. You know, I'm not going to I'm, I'm not going to be the Grinch or the Scrooge McDuck and like step on the fun or like say like you as an individual can't be happy about it. But I think we do need to have space for, you know, there's a real given what 2020 was. A lot of people were robbed of Thanksgiving. A lot of people were robbed 
of Christmas. This might be their first time getting together as a family. There might be one extra empty seat compared to the last time you would have done Thanksgiving. And I think there's a very real possibility that hundreds, if not thousands of Rapids fans are having to choose between their family and, and their club. I, 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 I hope that... Not that it's a dire situation at all. I, I, oh, God. I, I hope that we as a Rapids community can have empathy for people on both sides of it. And I hope with whatever the club has doing, given that I increasingly want, I've, I've heard from multiple uh, sources within the club that this is something they wanted and pushed for. They weren't handed this as like the S burger for like, oh, like, hey, like Garber being like, well, we wanted Seattle to win the West, so here's your punishment, Rapids. You're playing on Thanksgiving. That was not the case. This was something internally they were open to and maybe even wanted or pushed for. I'm hopefully going to have something on Last Word in the next couple of days or next week with some more information on that. But so, um, you know, uh, that's. Uh, you know, I, I hope they have time to make this work and everything. And as long as it doesn't look like the was it the Toronto game that I think was nine thousand announced attendance, or it might have been the Vancouver game. I can't remember. If this doesn't, if, as long as it doesn't look like a midweek Wednesday, or like God forbid those Open Cups where like the Switchbacks fans outnumber the Rapid or are louder than the collective right. Rapids fans, I'm gonna be okay with it. But I mean, if you're talking like top five legendary tailgate in C38 history. There's some initial weather reports that we could have snow. Like you're talking snow classical floor playoff game into hosting a, like this is the, you know, if every single person who was at the three, three with the Timbers, Andre Shinyashiki goal, if they said I was in the stands for that, there would have been 50,000 people at Dick's for that. And so in that, if you can get over the hurdles of your family and, and that situation, like this is going to be something the, I talk about this one in the context of like me doing 14ers and like how painful it was. I did Long's Peak on um, September 27th. It's the single most difficult thing that I've ever done physically. That experience and that memory and telling that story has already aged like fine wine in terms of how much I look back on it fondly. If you can get out of the family thing, if you can push it to a lunch, if you can push it to a dinner, this is something that we will be talking about in 30 years. Yeah, and... In 30 years, what is the chances that we'll get another Thanksgiving? Because this could very well be the league uh, experiments and tries it once and then never again. Yes. Well, the season won't line up like this all the time because we're going to start uh, earlier next season. The playoffs will be closer to completion, less teams, less games. If this doesn't go over very, very well on ratings on TV, then and again, yeah, I don't, I don't think that it will necessarily do huge numbers nationwide. We haven't seen exposure for the Rapids, so not a lot of folks know the players that we have. They, they don't know the season that we had. So um, I, I think it's going to be there are going to be struggles, and yes, I think this might be a one and only. Uh, but one thing that will make this a, a much more memorable and much more happy experience is a Rapids W. Yes. On Thanksgiving Day, if we lose, it goes down in history probably Sour. the wrong direction. No, and that's what I was about to say. Is there's a t- there's a chance for the Rapids to capture the the young hearts and minds of of a bunch of people on Thanksgiving dinner just sitting down and watching Fox and then it turns from football which you know people are used to to soccer and then it's like what what is this and probably a majority of those people will click turn it off but many might you know never know might stick around might watch I mean viewership it's got to be a uh, uh, a positive right what do you guys think 
I mean, if nothing else, there's a bunch of Rapids fans who haven't been able to watch a game in two years who are now going to get one super easy. So, I mean, that that has to be a positive. I think it could there could there has to be some quantifiable bump in terms of, you know, the casual community as well. And so, you know, if that just turns one extra person into, hey, I'm going to check this out or I'm going to follow my local MLS team or what have you, um, you know, I guess it should be pointed out we're on Big Fox right after the Detroit Lions. So I guess this is an opportunity for all those Detroit City fans who are now selling their soul (laughs) and joining the pyramid to be like, let me check out, you know, what what happens if, you know, we play the Rapids in an Open Cup? Let's see what this potential (laughs) looks like and everything so i mean i don't know we'll see i mark mark what do you think is is this is there going to be any is the the argument of you know the we want to be you know we're a relatively small club we want exposure just because the rapids didn't get a single uh nationally televised game this year that there's marginal utility in being on bart simpson fox yeah i i think um there's a small but significant contingent of MLS fans who really love the league and they love soccer and they've probably read about, heard about, or just basically seen the table and said like, Hey, the Rapids are at the top. Like, what's the deal with that? Like, this is a whole league full of fans who've like never seen this team. And I think there's going to be a small but significant curiosity factor in MLS neutrals who are going to say, all right, I've never seen this team play. You know, what's the deal? I mean, for me, the parallel experience was last year where I only watched a handful of crew games, um, but I kept hearing from the MLS punditocracy that the Columbus crew were really, really great to watch and they were really fun and they were worth seeing and so i kind of like kept my eye on them towards the end of the season and then into the playoffs and i was rewarded you know they won they won mls cup last year they looked really fantastic they were a lot of fun and um i felt like you know that's the kind of thing where you can pick a team to be your like all right well my team's out let me let me pick a playoff team um and and the colorado rapids could be that especially for folks who look at new england as the death star because they really are like this big powerful team so hopefully people will root for us mark are you saying that at the end of this season um the colorado rapids are going to go into the new england revolution and then uh robin frazier is going to pick up bruce arena and then dump him down a stairwell in victory to bring balance to major league soccer and by balance to major league soccer i mean yeah. the rapids winning a second <laughs> mls cup we can shoot that laser directly. It would into be the great. It would stadium. be great. It would be great Who, to what, win a what, cup. What, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Would be the, okay, who's the Luke Skywalker of the Colorado Rapids? Cole Bassett. Brian Galvan, without a question. I think Cole Bassett. <laughs> Wait no, it's uh, if we're if we're going with this being, I guess, um, Return of the Jedi, then. Can I be honest? I've not seen the Star Wars movies. <gasps> oh. <laughs> Cut it, cut it. We got to save face for one. <laughs> so I wouldn't know. I, I mean, so I think, you know, I would agree Cole Bassett's probably the Luke Skywalker. I guess technically it's Wedge Antilles who blows up the second Death Star. But if we're talking Return of the Jedi and that metaphor, does it not have to be Dom Baji or Drew Moore then? No, I'll refer to you guys. I don't, I haven't seen that. Drew Moore is our Yoda. <laughs> Drew Moore is our Yoda. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I think Bocce's also a great example as well. He, it's a redemption arc. Um, he, he's on a hero path and I, I think that also fits. 
Mark, amongst the Colorado Rapids Jedi Council, how many purple lightsabers do we have? <laughs> there can only be one purple lightsaber. Then it has to be um, Robbins. That's that's always that's that's canon. No, he, well, that's interesting. I was kind of like, how can a coach be countered in the Jedi Council equal to the players? Um, who's the who's the baddest dude? on the team like i always thought like having That's been in in the press room or in in the past in the post game that like don baji was the the most intimidating guy to kind of interview but on some level because he's so experienced and he's so cool like i think jack price also could be the purple lightsaber nah like it's the it's the old like the old heads <laughs> are the are like the green lights i i feel like jack's got to be a green lightsaber Guy, I mean, if we're going for like, if we're being stereotypical here and saying the purple lightsaber has to go to the one of the black players and a little bit of attitude and everything on the like, little bit of a boss physical, I think it's got to be Austin Trusty for me. I I, I wouldn't know. Hey. <laughs> Trusty had a hell of a season, and Trusties are our uh, representative I've seen on a lot of end of the year team of the year. Um, team of the year submissions and I, I think that's well deserved but also a bit surprising so um amazing season from him i i, I don't know about a purple lightsaber though mm, okay uh listeners if you have uh, i guess this would be uh one the the podcast itself does not have a twitter account does it no i mean it's all on c38 sg okay. but you can tweet me at wanders fc uh yes at rapids 96 podcast hashtag ask hthl who on the rapids has the purple lightsaber yeah that, that, that's a conversation for off the air because i i have no input or any idea what any of this is mark what what's the what's the haven't we decided this definitively i'm i'm team jack price with the purple All lightsaber right. i think that's a I, I think that's a good place for us to end it, Juan, unless we wanted to look ahead to... Um, we could we we could um, we could do a, a little bit more of an analytical approach on the old HTHL before, uh, but yeah, we should um, kind of wrap this up. I, I do want to mention though, kind of some parting words that the uh, that I one am really proud of the C38 community that came out and uh, was able to. Uh, I mean, we're still we're still trying to get a final count, but well over two thousand pairs of socks and underwear. Uh, Hundred uh, wow. toiletry care kits created for the unhoused. Uh, the only thing we kind of uh, fell flat on our faces was the friendly match we had with the District Nine Ultras. They kind of smacked us around four two. I think it was the final score. You know we did win another game a little bit later 5-2 yeah. so we'll give yes. that one to them so we'll give them that one but uh, we, we won the aggregate score but but overall like uh, the 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 joy that i had in that tailgate was already really like i was already like i said i was on cloud 9 so to 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 go into the tailgate feeling like good and warm about what we did what uh what c38 did you can't really beat that i mean when when lose or draw i was happy no matter what and that goes out to all of you guys all the c38 listeners thank you very much for bringing uh bringing those socks and underwears congrats to the winner of the uh, c38 tailgate road sign uh he uh don't he was one of the big donators he brought 1300 pairs so um yeah, I mean, if anyone's going to win the road sign, oh, it's the of guy. What? Of socks? Of socks, of okay. socks. So, I mean, and then they're still, we're still going to get the official count, but uh, I just know that those are going to not only be unhoused, but uh, 
uh, former military and uh, I think a, uh, a a shelter out in Parker. So it's going to be distributed amongst a bunch of different awesome organizations. And I just wanted to shout out the old C-38 for that, for making that event kind of become a reality. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Everybody that donated, anybody that um, was a part of it, excellent. And I'm sure we're going to have more of these opportunities coming up. We, we've talked about not necessarily having enough opportunities this year to do this kind of thing. So we had a, a great turnout, an outpouring, and we really appreciate it. Um, these kind of things really tighten the community, and anything we can do to, to make a positive impact is, is amazing. Absolutely. You guys want to plug your socials? Uh, uh, if you want to check out anything uh, related to the podcast, rapids96podcast at gmail.com. Email us at rapids96pod. Well, I, I flipped it up. Crap. Are we are we going to be able to edit this one? One take. All right. Okay. Take. At rapids96podcast on Twitter, rapids96podcast at gmail.com, and then holdingthehighline.substack.com for the back pass. And I'm sure we'll have other playoff stuff as well. Um, for me individually, at LWS Matt Pollard, and last word on sports.com backslash shocker. Rabbi? Soccer underscore rabbi, and uh, you can check out most of my writing on the Colorado Rapids at holdingthehighline.substack.com. I write a weekly back pass, which is uh, kind of tactical musings and using advanced metrics and a lot of memes. And unfortunately, one, I talk about Star Wars at least <laughs> once every couple weeks because it is the coin of the realm, well man. It is, it is like the, the way we go. You'll, get, you'll, you'll catch up eventually, man. We'll get you educated. <laughs> As always, you can find me at Warner's FC. You can find me at Jared underscore Geisler on Twitter and also at uh, C38SG on Instagram. I've recently started to post. Uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, it's awesome to see so many likes roll in. And uh, we'll try to keep content coming on a regular basis there as well. Yep, at C38SG on Twitter as well. And that's going to be it from us. We'll see you when we see you. We're going to come back next week, me and Jared. We're going to talk about kind of our favorite moments uh, throughout the C38 uh, kind of experience as we have, kind of stories that we like to share, road travels, all of the all of the stuff before we get uh, really into the big uh, Thanksgiving kind of uh, tailgate and game. But yeah, we'll see you when we see you. You guys have a great rest of your weekend. Bye. Bye. All right, should I hit stop or should I keep rolling and then you guys will cut it up later? Okay.